So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Our Authentic Careers. Today, I present you the fourth edition of the Career Tracks segment, which as a reminder, is a set of mini episodes, teeny tiny sods, meant to showcase some of the ideas and learnings I'm picking up along the way from all the great conversations I've been having with my amazingly open-hearted guests. And today, specifically on this fourth edition, I want to dive back into some of the nuggets my first four guests uncovered for us and play some of their words back to you in the hope that in some way you might hear them slightly differently than before and find them even more useful. And I'd like to start off with my fourth guest, Jen Dom Peterson, who first gave us what I thought was a really good glimpse into what this idea of core expression, specifically her core expression, actually sounds like. As a reminder, this idea of core expression is that one thing that you need to be doing on this planet no matter what. At the root of what I do now is an understanding of, of how people tick and how people um, understand language and visuals and how they interpret messages and yep. how they uh, bring their experiences to bear on what they're seeing with the outside world and interacting with ideas. And I think that has a lot of application outside of what I'm doing today, which is language strategy. And I think that when this stops energizing me and when I stop being like, oh, this is so cool, I don't know what I'm doing next, I don't know how we're going to figure out this next challenge, then I will move on and find something else that uses that talent, Yep. Um, but potentially in a way that's different from what I'm doing right now. But then... I also wanted to share with you what seems to be a challenge that is lurking for Jen and that frankly lurks for so many of us, and that is figuring out how best to apply our core expressions. So I feel in a particular industry of, you know, I do language strategy. I help people figure out the right words to use to make their uh, cause matter. Uh, and and sometimes that feels a little empty, like, oh, yeah. is, is it just words? You know, we, sometimes you want to inspire action. You want to really do something. So I think that's what is at the root of my answer. Got it. Um, so perhaps less about, perhaps if, um, tell me if I'm translating this correctly, perhaps it's less about um, that talent you have and more potentially about where and how that talent is getting applied? Yes, I think that's a breaker. I also really liked Nancy Martira's commentary about how she thinks about her purpose in life and more specifically, how she thinks her nine to five work life fits into that equation. There's a certain sense of peace to it that I personally found very interesting. I would say that, that money is important to me yep. and making good money is important to me. 
that I really like to go to a job where I feel like I can do good work. And then I like to leave my job and go home and do the things that are personally meaningful to me. I have never really sought to find a job where I could be in the very nature of my nine to five work, making a difference or pursuing a passion kind of. And and maybe that's because once I started my path in on finance, that all just kind of felt like an impossibility. Relatedly, do you think about the concept of purpose or mission as it relates to your job ever at all? I do. I usually, um, working in, in communications and working particularly in what I work in now, which is digital strategy and, and digital communications, it's very noteworthy when I feel like I'm able to do something that's really truly meaningful in the world yep. in my job. Mm-hmm. And then it's also very noteworthy when I feel like I'm doing something that doesn't feel good. Most of the time, I am doing work that overall I feel rather morally ambivalent about. Yes. Most of what I am doing is culture to promote sales or retails or selling of services for products that may be fantastic or that maybe you actually really don't need. Right. But I am pretty ambivalent about that. I'm not the kind of person who worries, who's worries too much about, um, you know, the pollution of advertising or yeah. promoting a more consumer-oriented society. Yep. It's more important to me that um, I'm able to support myself and be financially independent from my partner and, fr- and from my family, and that I also am able to earn enough that I'm able to pursue things that I'm passionate about and then also give my time and money to organizations that are meaningful to me outside of work. And then the next and final two clips I want to share with you have to do with the importance of our feelings, as in how we can use our feelings to help us better navigate our worlds. I'll start off with Laura Sutphin, who in episode number two spoke for a bit about the importance of the energy of the city in which you find yourself, what that feels like, and what that can really do for you. I had been in D.C. for six years, yep. almost seven years, all of the Clinton administration. And I was sort of tapped out in D.C. Um, my best friend who lived in San Francisco at the time said, you know, you just need to pl- not find a place that rocks your world. And when you find it, you will go to it. And so not long after that, I went to visit her in, she was living in, in San Francisco, and I swear to you, I wasn't even off the plane, and I knew that that San Francisco was my home. Yeah. Like I, I um, felt it. Oh, felt it. Like yep. seismic shift. Felt it. Uh, landed, looked out the window, and was like, "I'm never leaving this place." Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I found a job in San Francisco. I made my mission to, to find a job in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So uh, you really felt the need for a kind of city feel change. It was. It was a city feel change. But more than that, it was an energetic change. Energetic change. Perfect. <clears throat> yep. Really. It was. I looked around and it was San Francisco was all about possibility. It was. I sat. I remember one day I was. I was by myself because my friend was at work and I 
walked all through the marina district and I grabbed a little like burrito at a burrito shop and I walked down to the marina green and I sat on a bench and I looked at the East Bay, the Golden Gate Bridge. I sat on the water and I was like, I've never felt like I could be better in any place ever. Like it just felt like I could I could be anybody who I wanted to be. I could explore all these other parts of me. It was a spiritual feeling. It was it was like a calling. It was literally as close to a calling as I probably have felt with one other exception. And finally, I want to close off with Angela Fernandez, who in our very first episode gave us some guidance about how she uses her feelings, her emotional navigation system to guide her decision making. Like there's been a couple of points where I'm like, everything in my body is screaming, this is wrong. This yep. is, this is yep. the wrong way to go. And when I've become, now that I'm older and a little bit more confident in being able to say, this is wrong, this is wrong, I'm, I want to go, I'm just not the way to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm able to like now turn it around and say, okay, now this is the path and I feel good and I'm able to recognize yeah. that. How do you, um, when you say every, everything in my body, what does that feel like? What are the feelings? What, what is it that you're picking up on that, that's saying everything's wrong? You know, there, I'll, I'll give you one example is we were thinking about working with a particular client and I was very uneasy about it. And um, but I kind of felt it was the right thing to continue to pursue it because it was a business decision, not an emotional decision. Yeah. And then I let it sit for a little bit longer and I tried to tried to develop a plan around it. And I it, nothing was coming like creativity or strategy and emotionally I wasn't feeling it and even personally as a consumer of this particular product I felt really negatively so it was almost like a strong physical reaction yeah. not just a mental or creative reaction but it was a physical you, you visceral like motivate yeah, yeah visceral reaction to think like this is just not the right thing and it may be okay for the company but it's not okay for me and and I spoke up and said I I can't do this this is not this I, I cannot put my name behind this I cannot support this but if anybody else wants to go for it and I will help you do whatever you need to be successful and I have to say that the the company was really great about it and they said okay we hear you yeah we'll we'll walk away and um and it and it was that very visceral physical response that and it took a while and it and like I said I it it felt good to be able to just say it out loud and say this is not this is not right for me Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com. 